TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that works at Tab. And comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns on this beautiful uh, Memorial Day weekend. So feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So speaking of concerns, this lovely, still revolutionary state uh, just had a Pura ruling. And it's it's really very sad. Uh, Pura deals with regulating utilities. And these these guys decided to tell towns they can't use their municipal gain spots on their telephone poles. Now, these telephone poles, uh, utility poles, call them whatever you wish, are on public land, but they're generally owned by Eversource or Frontier. And this municipal gain section on your pole... On the pole, it's not your pole, but technically we should talk about whether or not they should be our poles, but we'll get there. Uh, It has something called municipal gain. And on the pole, there's about a foot of space that very smart, forward-thinking, revolutionary people back in the 1900s reserved this space because they saw the telegraph taking off. And they're like, you know what? Huh, I bet sometime in the future, in the future... Some folks might come up with something even better than the telegraph. And we probably should make a spot on this pole in case we, the, we the people, the town, think to ourselves, you know, I'd like to have some sort of thing that I'm going to put on this pole. And they called it municipal gain. And back in the 1900s, now, how we don't have that type of politician these days. These days, they don't, they don't, they don't want change. They like the status quo. And the Pura guys and gals, three people to be exact, who, if you look at their charter, specifically say have nothing to do with internet regulation. However, these are utility poles and have ruled that towns can't put your own fiber up there for your own municipal internet. Gee, thanks, Pura. Still revolutionary. We love it. This is Connecticut. And you wonder why. Our internet rates are as ridiculous as they are. It's because of this type of stuff. And, of course, who's, who's happiest about it? Well, the incumbent internet companies who collude to make sure that only certain folks are in certain areas so that you can only get Comcast here and only Cox there. Um, the union, there's a union that deals with Frontier who's extremely happy that we can't put any more 
municipal broadband up on our poles. No competition. No, they don't want competition. They're saying that, that you know Frontier pays millions of dollars to rent space on the poles. Well, believe it or not, Frontier owns a whole lot of the poles themselves and gets it for free. <laughs> but the union's happy. And the rest of us are sitting here wondering why we have such ridiculously high internet rates. The world is laughing at us. But here in Connecticut, even though we planned, <laughs> we planned in 1900 to use this space for something in the future, we can't use it thanks to Pura. Still revolutionary in Connecticut. So rather than net neutrality, because then you got these dinglings in, in Washington, <sighs> a Louisiana senator, Kennedy, votes for busting. Um, you know, for, for keeping net neutrality. And his reasons are, of course, because there's no competition. <laughs> and he thinks he needs to make sure net neutrality sits in place so that they don't throttle our internet. And the, the point being, though, that these cable companies are colluding to allow, not allow for competition. You've got Pura here making sure there is no competition. Municipal broadband could bring some level of competition. We had Whip City Fiber in here up, up in Massachusetts, right? A gigabit speed for like 70 bucks a month. Right? Municipal broadband. I don't think the government can do anything well, but I just want them to come in and compete with these incumbent internet providers. Well, you can get gigabit speed from uh, Comcast and AT&T <laughs> if you yeah. want to spend a million bucks yeah, a month exactly. or something like they're that. Happily, they're happy to offer it to you. And this guy, this is Senator Kennedy, quote, internet is a necessity. It's like water. It's like electricity. It's like telephone. So, so just so you know, here in Connecticut, we have municipal-owned power plants. Wallingford. The lowest rates in the state. In Southington, I was on the Board of Water Commissioners for seven years. I was a president at one point. Our own water department. Low rates. <laughs> so for some reason, they understand that. If, but you can't bring in municipal broadband as a competing factor because of a union happily blocking it and the incumbent talking to Pura so that they say, oh, no, no, you can't use municipal gain for that. It has to be done specifically for the, the town's function, not for the town's people. Eric, you don't understand. Lobbyists cost money. I guess so. <laughs> and they have to pass that cost on to the consumer. This is idiotic, guys. We've got to pr protect our territories. You know that. I know. <laughs> I'm just really upset. Uh, so what we need to start l looking at here is clearly not net neutrality. It's poll neutrality. All right? Free and open access to our polls. Okay? Pure is not going to give it to you, even though they actually specifically set aside a spot for this. Somehow Pura says, no, you can't use it. So I asked the legislature to please think of our future and stop keeping things status quo when it comes. This is why we don't get anywhere. I know you say we're still revolutionary, but keeping your internet or your held back to, to revolutionary times, a 1900 law designed to think in the future is being blocked by these dinglings at Pura. Thanks, guys. Let's keep it the way it is. Is it working for you? It's not working for me. I it makes our... me angry. I think our legislators are too busy to work on that because they're too busy thinking of ways to raise our taxes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have a nice high internet cost because of this ruling by Pura. So we'll put both things up for you to read and, and you can get as disgusted as I am. Still revolutionary in Connecticut. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Amazon. The, folks, the Alexa folks uh, were caught recording a conversation – and then literally emailing it out to someone in their contact. So the Alexa system somehow triggered 
while folks were having a private conversation. They weren't talking to Alexa about buying Tide. They were just talking to themselves. They thought without your, with further far enough away from Alexa, and they never said, hey, Alexa, do this or do that. They were just talking, and somehow they triggered their Alexa. And then it recorded their conversation about hardwood floors, I guess, and emailed it to one of their contacts. It did all these things. Actually, I think it was a coworker, or a, or yeah, not a coworker. There, it's in their house. It was one of their contacts in their in their accounts in their house. And and Amazon said yes, this did happen, and they're going to fix it. My point being, guys, you have a microphone in your house. I mean, generally, law enforcement needs a a warrant to do this. You've bought it and stuck it there on purpose, and you can't be surprised that this is happening. We've got other examples of. The Google, the, the Google devices doing the same thing, recording folks that they didn't realize they were recording. I would also contend that if there's any kind of violence that occurs in a home and Alexa's listening and does nothing, there might be some culpability or some sort of responsibility there on the part of Amazon to, 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 to hey, like a Samaritan law, if you can't let somebody, you can't watch somebody get beat up in a park without doing something, you could be culpable for not helping that person. Same thing with Alexa. If it's sitting there listening to somebody getting you know, beat up or murdered or whatever it is and it does nothing, it's a... But it can do this. It can listen to you and send an email message about your private conversation. These suckers are listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they are. And uh, we'll put a link up for you to read the story about it. But uh, you, you should think twice about these things running in your home. Not that you're saying anything wrong. Who am I to judge? <laughs> but somebody might be judging yeah. um, and recording. And well, and they say, oops. My uh, most beloved and I. When we're on important conversations with people, we unplug our Google Home. <laughs> <laughs> now you do, huh? Yeah. yeah. It was great and cool until you think about it a little bit. Well, you know. Just think about it, guys. It's a, it's a, it's a recording device. I have the suspicion that uh, these people that run the Google and, and uh, Amazon and what have you mm-hmm. uh, are colluding with our government to spy on us. It's I possible. I mean, it's just my opinion. It's possible. You know, well, this know. is an example of it happening. And then there's other things that are out there called dolphining that I read. I didn't bring up the article. But basically, you can, you can actually trigger Siri. You can trigger the Google Assistant. You can trigger other assistants to start recording based on high-frequency commands that you, the human, can't hear. That's why it's called dolphining because you're going to squeak out a kind of a squeak talk to the uh, to your device and tell it to do this or that because it listens at these high frequencies, which it shouldn't do. It should, you should be speaking at our frequencies, not at, at dog whistle frequencies. And uh, that's another thing that's true. I'm not making anything up, guys. We can put links up there for you. <laughs> but the point is you've got a recording device on you and you're putting recording devices in your home. Of all the things that seem silly to me, those things seem silly to me to do. So somebody, uh, no matter saying, what happens. So somebody's saying, "Flipper, go listen to them." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll put these links up for you. I'm still kind of really upset about this whole thing about Pura and municipal gain and net neutrality and this whole ridiculousness. You guys want to have free and open internet? That's great. Let's have access to our polls. Free and open access to our polls. Equal access to our polls. Um, whining that you have. I mean, the, the, the municipal gain allows the municipalities to mount these fiber optic lines without a monthly rental fee. And that rental fee can range from like 15 bucks a month from what I've been reading. Per pole? Per pole. <laughs> of course, uh, again, Frontier, who says they spend millions of dollars to rent poles, they own a ton of them with Eversource. Yeah, and I'm sure they're getting plenty of rental money coming in too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And But they'd be happy to not have your stuff on their pole, right? They don't want any competitors on the pole. Again, leaving us with no competition. 
right? This is not the right thing. This is not how it's supposed to work, guys. These polls are on public land. That's why we're involved in regulating them. And why Puro would make it harder for us to save money is ridiculous. It's beyond me. We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. So feel free to get online. I know you're planning on doing some sort of yard work or something like that. But Bob and I are here, pasty white computer geeks, staying in the out of the sun to help you out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. If you have any comments on what's going on with uh, net neutrality and municipal gain, if you have any insights, feel free to give me a ring. We'll be right back. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines open for you guys on this beautiful <laughs> Saturday morning, Memorial Day weekend. I understand you guys are all doing something other than thinking about your computers. But uh, Bob and I are here live. Feel free to answer your questions, comments, and concerns. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And um, again, here in Connecticut, Pura, May 9th, they decided that municipalities can't use Municipal gain, the area reserved back in the 1900s, the forethought involved back in the 1900s by that legislature um, to make sure that the municipality could use Do that. You, can you spell lawsuit, ladies and gentlemen? Well, let's hope. <laughs> um, let's hope there, this fight is not over because it's ridiculous. Uh, this is something that was designed specifically so that municipalities could offer their own potential future services. They didn't know what the internet was going to that the internet was going to exist and they actually thought ahead. Rare they, they for a legislature. Didn't even know that that uh, telephones were going to exist, much less, yeah. you know, internet and cable television. Yeah, so they actually reserved a spot here saying, "Look, if you're going to put these polls up on public land, which all those polls guys are not on CLMP land or Eversource land or Frontier land, this land is our land." It's on our land. <laughs> and, uh, well, I know a few politicians who might argue that. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's on our land. And uh, basically, they get to put the polls up, and they pay for the poll, and they can rent the polls out to other companies, and they have fees for that. But the legislature said, look, we want to reserve a spot just in case we want to put out our own private internet or private who knows what uh, public service, I should say, for a municipality to offer. In this case, it would be internet. And purists now saying, no, you can't do that. You can only do it for for functions within the town uh, rather than offering services. Now, they have no problem with offering water systems. I have the example in Southington. No problem with you doing electricity. Got the, got the example in Wallingford. No problem with you doing trash pickup. They, they, they own trash pickup. All these other – there's plenty of private companies that all do these same things. But when it comes to the internet, they're going to put their foot down and make sure we can't get anything more – than what we already got. Darn it. Thanks, guys. Uh, you're, you're really keeping us revolutionary here in Connecticut so that we can continue to improve. Uh, and, and nothing like having a nice gigabit backbone in your, in your neighborhood and uh, a, another revenue stream for the town if they do a good job or it's a public-private partnership with companies who know what they're doing. I probably wouldn't put it in the town's hands. Put it in a public-private partnership with a company that knows what they're doing when it comes to technology. And uh, they won't let you do it. I mean, you could raise more money for your town by by charging the citizens' internet. What, what well, city's you, doing you it, and they're doing understand. great. We live in a free democracy. <laughs> yeah. I love using Whip City because that's a, that the, the 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 town was the largest buggy whip manufacturer in the on the planet. And you Westfield, think Mass. Now, these uh, department Pura 
yeah. wants us to stay in the buggy whip era. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so amazing. It's so Ironic, amazing. isn't it? It is. Do you have any news while we wait for calls? Feel free to oh, get yeah. online, guys. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Well, you know, we got to threaten the listeners. If they don't call in, we'll we're going to have to start talking about our kids. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> what else you got? We have plenty of news to talk about. Okay. Though. Well, I got an article here from CNET. Yeah. The FBI wants you to reboot your router yeah. now. Reboot it, reboot it. And that's now with five W's. Okay. That's a lot now. of that's a lot of W's. Yes. And the reason for that is is uh remember when the world discovered that over half a million routers have been infected with sophisticated VPN filter yeah. malware that could, among other things, cut off access to the internet mm-hmm. or be used. For Russian spying. Correct. Which is which is true. This is all true. This is all true. It's all happening. Okay. Today, the FBI is asking everyone, yes, everyone, to reboot their routers immediately, right now, even or maybe after you finish reading the story. This story. <laughs> yeah, so you have internet access. <laughs> In a public service announcement published Friday. Yeah. Okay. An FBI public service announcement. (laughs) ARS Technica and a new addition to the U.S. Department of Justice Mm -hmm. press release. The FBI explains, and then there's a a link to this, and it actually shows you the announcement so you can read it, Mm -hmm. uh, that it's hoping that your actions will help the U.S. government destroy a botnet before a Russian hacking group, Sophacy, can harden the malware's defenses. They're also known as Fancy Bear. Fancy Bear. That's right. (laughs) Uh, how would pressing a button on your router help, though? According to the FBI, rebooting your router will destroy the part of the malware that can do nasty things like spy on your activities while leaving the install package intact. When that install package phones home to, to download the nasty part, the yeah. FBI will be able to trace that because the U.S. government says it seized a critical domain that the Russian hackers were allegedly using. Gotcha. So reboot your routers. These are mostly going to affect older routers. That's correct. If you've got your routers set to do automatic updates, you're probably all set and not going to be impacted. But we're not kidding. Reboot your router. <laughs> and then check if you if you can or what you call it, update the firmware. Exactly. If you can do it, do it. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open on this awesome Saturday morning. We understand. But we're here for you. Give us a ring. Otherwise, we will talk about our kids. We'll be right back. I seem to recognize your face. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We knew you were there. We have three lines filled up. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You know, I wonder, Bob and I are talking off air, I wonder if Amazon and Google and those guys making these um, smart speakers made them look like a microphone if you'd buy them. <laughs> <laughs> if they actually looked like the thing I'm talking into right now, a microphone, would you be like, hmm, no. <laughs> but no, they made it look like a innocent little speaker. But if they made it look like a microphone, would you have bought it? I bet you wouldn't have. Well, I don't know if it even looks like a speaker. I mean, the, the Amazon thing was kind of like it a like cylinder. like a Pringles can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the uh, Google one has this round thing. I mean, it puts out a nice quality sound. There's sure. no question about that. It does. But uh, it's listening. <laughs> All right, let's move on. That's what they're supposed to do. Let's go on to Carol in uh, Hanover. Hey, Carol, what's up? Thanks for calling. Hi. Um, you've helped me before, so hopefully you can help me again. We'll try. Um, I, I want a, an easy way to back up my massive amount of photographs and files. I'm an artist, so I have a lot of photos that oh, are yeah. art photos. So, um, and I lost a hard drive one year, which was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what I do now is I have an external one terabyte, two terabyte, whatever drive, and I just manually drag folders onto that drive icon yep. every couple of months. But it's a pain in the neck. It takes all night to, to happen. Right. I want it, Is there some system that will just automatically back up every new thing I do or every edit I mm-hmm. make and not make me have to do the whole shebang every time? Yes. What is it? <laughs> we I've been recommending something that's pretty easy to use. It's called Ease it's Ease US. Ease Easus. How do you want to say it? E A S E U S. Okay. And we'll put a link up there for you. It is okay. a Chinese company. It's kind of funny. We had some folks email me, Eric, you're so against Chinese companies that you're going to let us use their backup system. Of course. Right. Uh, you can use the backup software to move data from your computer to a hard drive. It seems to be very simple. I use it at home it works. Um, system the data doesn't go off-site or anything. It's from what I understand, it doesn't. <laughs> well, so where does it go? You have to have an external hard drive just yeah. plugged in, and it just automatically updates everything that you do on your main. Correct. CD? It'll go through and do a. You can configure it to do incremental backups, full backups. So incrementals will be smart enough to look at files that have changed since the last backup and just capture those changes. And that automates the process for you because a manual process, you could miss things. You could right. you can miss whole directories. Um, you can, but in this system, you can go ahead and, and back your whole system up over to the um, either an external hard drive or a NAS. Now, the, or a what? Or a NAS, a network attached storage device, which, okay, which would I don't be some. Well, it's a basically uh, a conglomerate of hard drives in a box. Um, so you've got the one drive that you're copying the data over to, maybe a one terabyte or a two terabyte. A NAS yeah. will have a couple of drives inside it, uh, maybe a pair of six terabyte hard drives okay and uh, one of them is a mirror of the other so in case you lose one okay. the other one's still there that's great okay. and all however if you get in- hit with a crypto virus or something that's going to encrypt your data even if you have a backup you're kind of in trouble because it's connected directly to your system oh. so having a backup is great but you need an off-site component in case so you like become maybe, encrypted so like maybe every once in a while switch hard drives and, and disconnect do an update yeah that would be a good way to do it. Yep, take get, okay. buy a couple of large hard drives and swap them, yep. and have the ESUS program uh, configured to do a full backup and incremental every time you swap okay. the drive. Uh, that's a way to protect yourself from that, and that way you've got a disconnected backup. Or like I'm trying to get my brother to do, which he still has not done, uh, is buy a NAS with a friend. So you've got a NAS, they've got a NAS, and many NASs can synchronize amongst each other. So you could have your data on your NAS synchronized to your friend's NAS or your family member's NAS again, which I'm trying to do with my brother. And now all of a sudden you have your free offsite backup of your backup. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful oh, thing. Okay. So can you put instructions for how to do that somewhere on your website too? I can try uh, because it's kind of complicated as far as depending on the NAS you choose. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them are easily going to do the synchronization. Um, but the ESUS piece, we'll put links for that. I can put some recommendations for NASs up there. Okay, uh, but that'd depend- be great. Yeah, and, and the build, if you get two NASs and have a friend, you can configure them to talk to one another, but it's not like the most simple thing to do. Right. But you can do it. Okay. Don't, don't shy away. You're halfway there with your idea of taking the drive and disconnecting it from your computer. Yeah, and then I, and what I've been doing now, too, is <clears throat> I bring one back up to my mother's house so that it's off-site. Perfect. And, um, and then I, I just keep switching them back and forth whenever I do a thing. But I'm only doing it two or three times a year, and I just keep thinking of all the stuff I would lose. Exactly. Because I tell you, I was heartbroken for days. I even sent... Um, I was actually, my hard drive started making a noise. It sounded like somebody was inside with a hammer. Mm-hmm, yep. 
And, um, and so I shut it all off, and, and I sent my hard drive to the place that the U.S. government would send a hard drive if they needed to recover it. Wow. And it was $300 to look at it, and they called me up and said, it's in pieces, there's nothing we can do, and I was oh, crying. That's too bad. So, yeah. Well, okay. back, back it up. Right. That's important. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Carol. All right, take care. Bye. Yep, bye-bye. So, yeah, she's... Think about it, guys. Uh, if your hard drive fails or you get encrypted, you're out of luck. So... You spend for your backup. It's like insurance, right? What can you afford to lose? So if, even even in our practice, a, a tab, we have a hard it's a hard time convincing some business owners to do the right thing with backup. And these guys are running their companies, right. and we're like, well, you can do it this way, which is the right way, or you can do it the way you're doing it, and not even change the cartridge or the tape that you're doing, which is a you know kind of archaic, and it's leave the one cartridge in there or the one tape in there and overwrite. It. I mean, you're just waiting for an accident to happen. If you've got a little USB hard drive plugged into your computer as a, your server as a backup, it's not a backup. <laughs> I had a business manager tell me that since he's never had a crash and never lost data, it's a waste of money. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy because you know what. I've never had a car accident. Murphy but says I, that that was going to crash the next yeah, day. I've never, yeah, I've never had a car accident, but I've got insurance. Um, so a backup is basically just a matter of time before you're affected. And I'm glad that person never has been. We never would wish it on anybody. But across our client base of many hundreds of businesses, we've seen plenty of failure, hard drive failure, uh, server failure. I don't uh, need antivirus because I've never been infected. Yeah, we've, I've seen that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're going to go right to your calls here. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Tony in Harmington next. Hey, Tony, what's up? I'm hey. sorry, Tom. Yeah. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? All right. Hey, I have a problem this week with YouTube, and I'm on there right now, so if you ask questions, I can tell you what's going on. All right. I'm a little bit, oh, I checked my speed through Charter, and it's perfectly normal download what, speed. What is it? Uh, 64, 65, 66. Uh, nice. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I've got a Windows 7 premium 64-bit OS, yeah. and it's a desktop PC. Yeah. I um, go to play videos that I'm, I'm used to some of the channels that I follow, yeah. and all of a sudden this week, this one particular channel, when I start it, it takes quite a bit longer to start. You know, I get that spinning arrow, and instead of starting in like in a second or two, it starts in about eight or so seconds. And then what happens is the audio plays perfectly fine through the video, but the video is like frozen on the first second of the video. Mm -hmm. If I advance it on the scale, it'll play, it'll advance, and it'll play for one second. The video will play for one second, and then it freezes again. Now, this doesn't happen with all my subscribed channels. Okay. Um, they recommend channels to me, and, you know, most of the time the recommended channels aren't doing this. Okay. So what do you, you think is going on? Well, it could be the content is a high-definition content, and it's just they're not able to deliver it very well to you. Um, that might just be a massive video coming down. It's, let's say in 4K. Right. You could maybe lower your resolution and see if that affects that channel. Um, in the right-hand corner of the YouTube, you can go ahead and change the resolution, and that might make, make it work better for you. Um, there could be some sort of background process where they're trying to s stuff ads down down to have you look at them, and they haven't been able to sync that up due to the high res. And then, what's what's going on with uh, the the ad network on YouTube? Who knows? But if it's not happening at all, you really can't troubleshoot it specifically to your machine. You yeah, it, I think you found the problem, Eric. I, I just did? changed the resolution from 1080 down to 480, 
and the video is playing perfectly fine. All right, you can put. Uh, we'll take your credit card right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I yeah. called you two weeks ago about uh, TVs, and I talked to you about perfect vision and sound. I yeah. think was saying. Yeah, so I went down the next Monday. I talked to Eric, and uh, I bought two TVs for him. They installed them yesterday. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah, they're good guys over there. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. All right, Tom. All right, thanks for your help. You're welcome, sir. Bye bye. Um, yeah, it's just change that change that resolution. Sometimes YouTube can't deliver what they promise at the high res or the channels. I don't know the channels. Well, sometimes even changing your browser makes a difference. You're right. We're going to take a quick break here. Get back to more of your calls. Stefan, hang on. We got three lines open for you on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend Saturday here. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Also, please take a second or a moment of your time this weekend to remember why we have Monday off. Uh, think about those guys who and gals who at, gave the ultimate price. 3 o'clock, everybody's supposed to have a moment of silence. On Monday? To uh, uh, honor all the veterans that have given their all Great. in defense of our freedom, of our country. Sounds good. Sounds like the least we can do. It is the very least we can do is to thank these guys um, and remember. And let's get back to your calls, and we're going to go to uh, Stefan in uh, New Britain. Hey, Stefan, how's it going over there? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I uh, am going to upgrade my computer and what I'm looking at is a Lenovo 15 320 idea pad with the Celeron processor. Celeron, huh? And I, I know, and I believe it's 64-bit. When I spoke to uh, the guy that the place that I was shopping at, he said that there used to be an upgrade uh, for the CPU, but that, that's like no longer available. It was sold with, I guess, a better CPU. Anything's better than a Celeron CPU. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't want a Celeron. Is this an older box or is this new? No, this is supposedly it's new. Hmm. I think it's, it's got to be a large retailer yeah. beginning with W and <laughs> there's fine. Mart in the name. It's <laughs> fine, but Celeron you want to stay away from, Stefan. If I were you, yeah, stay, away, stay away from Celeron. Yeah, you want an eighth gen. This is an economy box. Yeah, you want an eighth gen. Nothing wrong with economy. Eighth, eighth gen, gen or eighth gen. Eighth generation CPU. Oh. i five processor. Uh, do not get a Celeron, especially if you okay. want this thing to work real well for a long period of time. Um, well, yeah, I, I need it to work real well because I'll be loading it with SolidWorks. So it's, oh, it won't oh, run oh, SolidWorks. Did you look at SolidWorks specs? Solid yeah, they said it run on Windows 10. Well, that's half the battle. So, I mean, I can I can put a – think about a car, right? I can put a refrigerator yeah. in the back of a – of a of what's the tiniest car you can think of of a Yugo or whatever we yeah, want to call smart it smart car but you, you know, <laughs> through the windshield. yeah it's not a smart idea so when you look at the specs of uh, SolidWorks you're going to find that I don't think anywhere on there is it going to be anywhere that says it'll run on a Celeron you you got to oh, look really? at, oh yeah look at that processor requirement and most likely it's okay. going to be an i5 if it says it does run on a Celeron it will yeah. probably sh come up. But yeah. it, and but if you it won't run properly, yeah. If you want to actually do a 3D rotation of a solid drawing that you're working on, yeah. put your put your coffee, uh, get your coffee. Yeah. It's going to sit there and take forever. So and I'm going to be running Mastercam on this too. So. Oh gosh, do not do not get a Celeron. Okay, do not get a Celeron. No. At all. Also okay, look great. at the look at the video card. You need a good 
graphics card that's going to handle uh, what Mastercam and what SolidWorks wants. So it's going to be graphics. It could be easily a five hundred dollar aspect of your of your computer. Whoa. Yeah, but if you're going to learn I'm, these things, you need to use yeah, the right tool. You need a specific yeah, video I, I card, know that, like guys. you just I'm said. I'm on a limited everything. budget, and I'm just trying to. I know, I know you are, but don't make a mistake. Uh, I don't okay. want you to be. You're going to be like, oh, you know, hey, it says it runs on Windows 10, but you're missing the other aspects. Um, all right. It all depends. Then I think we're in used computer territory then. That's fine. You can find used machines, maybe that'll have these things. I don't know where you'd look, but you you could right. find them. Um, but don't spend good money. That's after bad here. You're in, you end up with a poor performing machine. You're going to. Yeah, and the hard drive. I don't know if it makes a difference or not, but the hard drive only spins it. Uh, 70-something. It's slow. And I'm looking for something that's 72. Yeah, and solid state would be better. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because, yeah, it did say it had an SSD, but... Okay, well, then if it has the SSD, it's weird that it would even say it's got an RPM, so it may not. Well, maybe it has two. It could have two drives, correct. You yeah, could have a solid-state boot drive and then an, um, some sort of scratch drive, which would be your, your secondary drive. Yeah, and it has an optical, which, which is which a DVD. important since I'd be... Yeah. Yeah. Uploading the program through that. Yeah. So you got you for for CAD for SolidWorks for Mastercam. Yeah. You have to make sure you've got a good processor. Again, if we're building a CAD machine for a client, it's going to have i7 eighth gen processors. It's going to have solid state hard drives. It's going to have a very good video card. Uh, you know, it's going to be in you know in that maybe eighteen hundred dollar range. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Okay, it's nowhere near what I can afford. I'm just a student here, guy. I hear you. I hear you. But I don't want you, if you if you get the seller on, you're going to be like you're never going to get the work done. If, oh, okay. you, if you're going to try right. to learn it, I mean, it's not going to work well. Good to know. <laughs> what do you want to become, uh, Stefan? What are you going to use it for? A CNC machinist. Oh, beautiful. Now, so there's another aspect, right? So you're going to be a CNC machinist, and some and there's a lot of our clients that do use uh, what you're talking about, MasterCam and SolidWorks that are CNC mm-hmm. folks. Um, however, they might be doing mostly wireframe, and it may not be three, yeah. might not be three yeah. D. So you could yeah. get, maybe get away with lesser specs because you're not going to use the full three D graphics. Uh, to do to learn your your trade there, um, right. but I think a Celeron is too low of a machine. I think you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah, because we 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 work right now because I mean it's just the beginning of this one course. We're working in wireframe a lot. So well, and you're doing this at school with the uh, school machines. Uh, yeah, at school with school machines. Yeah, find out something... what their spec. Find out what their spec is. Just oh, okay. Go to the um, huh? go to the control panel and go to system. On the school machine, yep. you're not doing anything wrong, and it'll uh-huh. tell you what the the spec is. So that'll help you understand what that machine is and how how what what how it performs as you're using it. If you okay. open up a Explorer and right click on Computer and choose yep. Properties, it'll open up the little thing that will give you all the specs. So okay, right, write those down, and that way you try to at least meet those specs, Stefan. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, good luck, and and have a uh, good holiday weekend. Yeah, you too, and you should have tons of opportunity. There's a lot of machine uh, fo- shops out there and uh, aerospace folks that are looking for guys like you. Yep, I know, and that's that's what I'm I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh, don't I'm worry. There's, they're out there all over the place looking for yeah. good folks. So they're having trouble I'm finding real people. Hard at this, so. Good. All righty. Well, good Thank luck, you guys. You're welcome, Have sir. A good weekend. Yep. You Bye-bye. too. Bye bye. I right. gave Mike uh, links to uh, the uh, minimum specs for AutoCAM and Solid AutoCAD and SolidWorks. Very good. Let's go to Rita quickly in Glastonbury. Hey, Rita, what's up? Okay, so um, I already wear a foil hat. Yes. I also have an Alexa in my house. Okay. Is it enough to, I know there's a feature, like when we first got it, we couldn't talk to it. We had to press a button and then make it operate. Right. If I disable the remote speaking to it, is that enough? Maybe. 
But yeah, generally. Okay. If you, it, see, the thing is, the thing about technology is because it's updated over the Wi-Fi system. Again, put your put your tinfoil hat on or not. The point is, the owner, Amazon, could take that button and disable it remotely if they want to. You you push the right. button, right? They can easily send an update firmware wise that says turn it on. I don't care that I don't care that Rita turned it off. I know that that's yeah. how people say you can turn it off, but you can Does change Bob that. Bob have Alexa or I have Google Ho- Google Home. And are when- are you going to disconnect this now? Well, when we do, uh, Eric and I were talking off air, when uh, my beloved and, and I are having conversations like with our children or with people that we know from, like, say, overseas or whatever, uh, we uh, disconnect it. We unplug it. <laughs> so it's, it shouldn't be silly. I mean, if you think about it, it's a microphone. I mean. Okay. All right. Wait. I don't want you to hang up on me. Can no, I no, ask no. another question? What about our phone? I mean, right. Surrey half the time starts talking to me, and I don't realize I, I said anything. Exactly. We talked about in the past what that... What going to do with that? I know. <laughs> we talked about in the past that the government has the ability, the knowledge, and the skills to be able to use any device, any smart device in your home to spy on you if they so desire. And they can watch you with any device that has a camera on it. Yeah. So if you have one of those smart televisions with the embedded camera. microphones and camera yeah, and all that. duct tape on it. Yeah. And again, this is not really a tinfoil hat thing. I mean, I wasn't even going to go where Bob's going, but my point would be the individual companies. We've already found out that we can't trust Facebook. Surprise, surprise. Um, with our data. I mean, Google just removed, they literally removed the do no evil from their company mantra. Why would they do that? Why would why would they have a mantra that says do no evil and then remove it consciously? <laughs> that just got to make you feel creepy. Sounds like um, they've succumbed to the dark side. I don't know. <laughs> and again, my tinfoil hat, I'm adjusting it right now. But I mean, you put a microphone in your house. Crazy. Yeah, you put I'm already a, crazy. You're sending me right over I don't want you to go crazy. It just seems obvious to me that, you know, is it really that difficult to actually sit down at your computer and order your, your Tide from Amazon rather than saying, hey, Alexa, order my Tide? I mean, oh, I just I like it for you know timer you know, set the timer for three minutes. It's it's you know your hands are dirty. Yeah, I can it's, I it's hear fantastic. you. That's, that's so that's basically the way into our homes a timer. <laughs> <laughs> we are all twelve o'clock flashers, man. But uh, Rita, thanks for your call. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye bye. All right, we're going to be here till eleven o'clock. Hopefully, we're not freaking you out. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.